0: From high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to The Joy of Booking. Uh, If you heard some creaking there at the end of that intro, it was because I realized, as I often do when I was i already hit record, uh, that my microphone was nowhere near my mouth, so I had to reach across and pull it towards me, and it caused some creakage. And that's just how it goes sometimes, right? We're getting all—we're all getting older every day. Every day you get a little older, and as you age, there's creakage. We all do it. You all bend down to pick up something off the floor, and you make a sound you didn't expect to make. That kind of sound. I don't know what that sound is, but I'm sure you've made it once or twice. Anyways, I'm DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I hope you're well. I hope those you love are well. What an episode we have. Is it going to be perfect? No. No, it shan't be perfect. But what is life, really? Uh, But it's a darn good episode. We are finally ready to tackle round three of the tag team. Corona Cup Tournament. Um, Yes, we've done 30 some odd episodes and we still haven't gotten to round three because of consolations upon consolations upon consolations. Battle Royals, tournaments, all goodness gracious. But now we're here. Uh, These teams are undefeated. They won their first two matches and they have been patiently waiting for their turn uh, in the third round. The goal is to get through eight pages today. I think that is, a, uh, that is a decent goal. If we uh, get done quickly, I don't think we'll move on. Um, I think we'll just stop. Maybe it'll be a shorter episode this week. We'll see. We'll see where the tangents come. Um, and I am going to institute a new rule. Uh, I don't know if it'll come up right away, but uh, we are going to institute a new rule. Uh, there are some matchups that are a little tough. There are some matchups that are, will be a little tricky. Uh, normally, normally we'd go to the hot tags. But there aren't any. Uh, and if you hear the disappointment, borderline sadness, almost approaching heartbreak in my voice, it's because I'm supposed to have some. I was told I would have some. I prepped the inner circle. I gave them plenty of time. I sent... Uh, messages out. I let them know things were happening. I waited. I was going to record this a few days ago. No hot tags. I'll wait. I'll do it the night before, even though I worked all day, even though I'm tired, even though COVID is running rampant. uh, I I will wait and I will do it at the last minute to get those hot tags. And I check my email, nothing. And I go, that's okay. You know, My personal DC Matthews email, not a lot of things come that way. You know what I'll do? I'll check the DDT Wrestling email. That's usually where they come from. I go to check the DDT Wrestling email. Nothing. And I go, you know, sometimes our emails show up in the spam folder. So I'll look in the spam folder. I bet they'll be right there. I go check the spam folder. Nothing. You know, at least Brandon Banks has the courtesy to just say, you know what? I got nothing. He doesn't give a lot of hot tags. He gave some in the early days. He hasn't given some in a while. At least he has the decency to say, look, I don't have anything for you. I'm tapping out. I'm good. I'm going to wait till the Young Bucks. I'll, I'll give you a hot tag for the Young Bucks. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because Jeremy and Glenn at EPL and NFL at GA wrestled nut. Maybe it's because... They hit their 50th episode of the Peace of Business podcast. They're doing, you know, pay-per-view recaps with Brent. They got guest spots. Yes, of course, I was one of those guests this weekend. I made sure to be there. I promised something, and I delivered. Doc promised something, and he delivered. We gave them gold, Jerry, gold. But they're too big for their britches now. Can't be bothered. No, can't be bothered. To do any hot tags for their buddy DC. I made you. I made you. You'd be nothing without me. Nothing. I I honestly don't really care. It makes my life way easier to not have a hot tag. Truthfully. There's extra editing. It's not the end of the world. I'm happy to do it when it comes. But maybe Glenn's email is late. Sometimes Glenn, we do have an issue with his email. Jeremy's a busy guy. Glenn's a busy guy. I'm sure I will get them. I didn't intend. I had typed out in the, in the inner circle chat. I had typed out, I see a distinct lack of hot tags in my email. Decided not to send that. Figured instead I'll send the great Kevin Sorbo Hercules disappointed gif. Without realizing that since I didn't delete the text I wrote, distinct lack of hot tags, it would just send. So now I feel slightly guilty. Um, So I am sure the hot tags will arrive, but sorry, it's too late now. I pressed record. We're six minutes in. I haven't started yet. I don't think it's going to be a short episode at all. Uh, I'm going to do the best I can. Hopefully I I don't disappoint anyone too, too badly. We'll see what some of the matchups are here. See if there's anything that, uh, you know. I do know of a great ECW versus, you know, sort of mid-South matchup. I'll have to think about which teams I've seen more of before I make that decision. Uh, So without any more ado, there's been lots of ado. You know how I do ado. Uh, The new rule that I'm instituting at times to consider, along with named versus unnamed, along with historical context, along with seen versus unseen, along with being able to name both members of the group. Um, The new one is quality of competition. I went through uh, this morning, 6.30 a.m., wrote down on a piece of paper the teams that these third-round contenders had to beat in order to get where they are. Uh, So to add a rule, uh, at times I will consider the historical context of course, that's not the rule I'm talking about. Fun fact today, I was, you know, doing our morning meeting. And, you know, I decided today I would say the date. And I said, hello, everyone. Good morning. Happy Monday. Today is February 20th. It's September. I'm a little, I'm a little addle-brained today. Um, so, quality of competition. So, to begin with, our first matchup The New Age Outlaws, 90s era New Age Outlaws, uh, taking on the Varsity Club, the Varsity Club being this version, being Steve Williams and Mike Rotunda. Now, on the surface, my heart says Williams and Rotunda. I love the Varsity Club gimmick, being a former amateur wrestler myself. Um, I like Steve Williams and Mike Rotunda more than I like the duo of Billy Gunn and Road Dogg. I've never been a big Road Dogg guy. Um... However, we need to put personal preference aside here. Uh, The Outlaws defeated the B team and the Islanders to make it to this point. The Varsity Club defeated Triple X from TNA and Too Cool. So to me personally, Bo Dallas, Haku are there, Daniels. So good, decent guys. I would give the edge in the quality of competition category to the Outlaws. Uh, If we take everything else, Named versus unnamed, not an issue. Seen versus unseen, not an issue. Can I name them all? Yes. Historical context. That's kind of where we, we tend to go here. Uh, historical context, the outlaws have much more historical value than the varsity club, as much as I love the varsity club. Um, the outlaws were a big part of the Attitude Era. They were a big part of DX. Uh, the, uh, one of the prime examples of take two... Quality singles wrestlers that are currently doing nothing put them in a tag team and magic can happen. We've seen it with the bar. We've seen it with insert any other number of uh, people. Uh, But I believe between that and the quality of competition, I think the correct answer is the New Age Outlaws. The Varsity Club enters into the Consolations, where they will take on the superpowers of uh, Dusty and... Nikita Koloff. So that's a great matchup. Dusty and Nikita versus Wyndham, Not Wyndham Williams and Rotunda. Um, it occurred to me as I was doing these eight pages. So when we get through this, we'll be down to the final, what would it be, two times? 64. Uh, I don't know that I will rank them again, but I may need to re-randomize some of these because we've got some real good teams on these first eight pages. And I don't know if the quality will uh, suffice as we continue forward. I suppose I'll only know that once we do all of the 32 pages. Our second matchup, Legacy. Cody and Ted DiBiase Jr., Manu maybe at ringside, uh, taking on Owen Hart and Yokozuna. Now, technically, Owen and Yoko never really had a name. I guess Camp Cornette. I don't know if they were officially Camp Cornette. So Legacy does um, have the edge in terms of Named versus unnamed. However, that's uh, that's about it. Uh, quality of competition. I guess it's a toss-up here. Legacy defeated AJ and Tomko, and then Monty Brown and Kip James. So they had a TNA run to get to this point. Owen Hart and Yokozuna defeated King Mabel and Mo, Sir Mo, I suppose. And then defeated Kofi and R-Truth. So they had a WWF run. Um... You could go back and forth on which of those four teams was the best and worst. And, you know, I would call it a push, I suppose, in terms of quality of competition. Um, But in my mind, you know, Owen and Yoko are the better team. I liked Owen and Yoko better than Owen and the Bulldog. I liked it better than High Energy. I liked it better than Owen and Jeff Jarrett. You know, Owen Hart is big in the news today today. Uh, oddly enough, because um, AEW has signed a deal to memorialize him in AEW, and you know, he signed up with Martha Hart, and they're gonna do Owen Hart justice, which is great. Except, Owen never wrestled for AEW, Owen never came close for wrestling in AEW. So, I'm all for Owen Hart getting a legacy, huh? pardon the pun, he's facing legacy. Um, I'm all for Owen Hart getting a chance to be praised. I'm all for action figures and all of that stuff, video games and all of that stuff, except he's not an AEW guy. And so to me, it feels a little weird to be putting Owen Hart in a promotion that he was never a part of. Brett's never part of it. Now, maybe this will bring Brett to AEW. I suppose that is an option. That is something I didn't consider until right now, that maybe this brings Bret Hart into AEW. But it just feels weird to me. I'm happy it's happening, but I chose not to comment on it today on Twitter because it just feels weird. Uh, Either way, Owen and Yoko advance. Legacy will take on the aforementioned Islanders. So there's page one. Let's move on to page two. This matchup is great. Mustache Mountain versus uh, the OG Usos. Not the Uso Penitentiary. This is the Samoan, brightly colored shorts, doing the haka-style dance. Um, as you know, When I say ooh, you say oh, ooh, so. That version, face painted, of the Usos. That's a fantastic tag team match. I'd watch that match all day, every day. Mustache Mountain defeated a very interesting duo of the Flying Nuns, being a number one seed, uh, and Future Shock, Adam Cole and Kylo Riley in their early Ring of Honor days. Uh, The Usos, who were not a number one seed because the Uso Penitentiary Team is the number one seed. Uh, The Usos defeated FTR, so the Revival in AW, and Rock and Rave Infection, which did win a Battle Royal, if I remember correctly. Um... I would give The Usos a bit of an edge in terms of quality of competition just because of FTR is better than is the best out of all four of these. Um, I think I'd go FTR, Future Shock, A Big Gap, Rock and Rave Infection, A Little Gap, Flying Nuns. Um, named. They both have names. I've seen them both. Historical Context... That is a tricky one. I suppose it depends on where you live, doesn't it? Um, Mustache Mountain would clearly, I would say, have more historical context in the UK, being part of British Strong Style and uh, that whole thing. Um, The Usos probably have more historical context in the WWE, although the Usos, they were great. They were a great team at a time when there were not a lot of great teams, because this is like... This is almost the pre-New Day. This is taking on Kadaro and all those great pre-show matches. Uh, so I'm going to give the win to Mustache Mountain. I think that is the right answer, uh, but it's very close. Uh, the Usos will go have a rematch with FTR in the, uh, in the second round. So FTR had lost in the opening round, battled their way back through, I would assume, many other matches, Uh, And now we'll face the Usos again, and we'll see how I feel when we get to it. Uh, The other matchup on page two, the Undisputed Era, Strong and O'Reilly, not Bobby Fish, uh, taking on Doug Furness and Phil LaFon. Undisputed Era defeated the Hangmen 3, and who I don't remember who they are. I think B.J. Whitmer's in it because B.J. Whitmer was in everything. And Los Fabulosos, great team of Silver King and El Dandy. Furness and LaFon. however, of these eight pages, probably the best quality of competition. The Mega Powers and Eddie Guerrero and Art Bar. So they beat Hogan, Savage, Guerrero, and Art Bar to get here. And I'm giving them the win um, here as well, even though one could argue that Furness and Crawford which was just um, Phil LaFon's original name, is, you know, where's a better team in Japan and things. I liked Furnace and LaFon a lot. I think they're very, very good. Uh, and I think a tag team tournament is exactly where they would flourish. Um, if I keep these pages the same, we have The Outlaws versus Owen Hart and Yokozuna. We would have Mustache Mountain versus... Furnace and Lafon, which, again, would be a fabulous match. Uh, the Undisputed Era, Strong and O'Reilly, great team. They're going to take on the Mega Powers, another team who made it back into the uh, constellations. All right, page three. Here's where we get that Mid-South versus ECW matchup I was referencing before. The Midnight Express. Everybody loves the Midnight Express. Taken on... The Dudley Boys, the ECW variation of the Dudley Boys. Now, if I really wanted to be a spiteful person, and sometimes I do, ask Doc Manson. Sometimes I do. Um, I would uh, sing the praises of the Dudley Boys. I would talk about how great they were, how groundbreaking they were, how they were perhaps some of the most extreme parts of ECW and give them the win without even factoring in anything from the Midnight Express Uh, because I didn't get a hot tag. I wanted a hot tag. Didn't get one. Uh, But that would be, again, that would be spiteful. That would be wrong. I have nothing but love and respect for anyone who may have sent me a hot tag about that. Even if he was late to our recording... Of the 50th episode of piece of business podcast, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the Midnight Express defeated Techno Team 2000 and the Legion of Doom to get where they are. The Dudley boys defeated uh, Bob Orton and Dick Murdoch and the Lucha Dragons. So clearly the edge in terms of quality of competition uh, goes to the Midnight Express. I would actually say historical context is a push is a tie. They both have great historical context. They're both named. I've seen them both. Um, I know the names of everybody in the group. So all of those other criteria are ties. So we have to go with... Um, his, not historical context. Quality of competition. And just what is gut feeling the right answer. And as the Dudley boys are great, don't get me wrong, but... I think the Midnight Express win. The Dudley Boys, if only, this, is, this could wind up qualifying as another rule. Uh, the Dudley Boys as a team have many iterations. You've got the Dudley Boys in ECW. You've got the WWE version, or the WWF version of the Dudley Boys, the TLC version. You've got Team 3D. You could go through and do the 2010s resurgence of the Dudley Boys. They appear a lot. Technically so do the Midnight Express, but in the instance of the Midnight Express, the roster's changing. You've got Conjury and Rose, you've got Conjury and Eaton, you've got Eaton and Lane. There were many different components who made up the Midnight Express, lest we forget Bob and Bart. Um, So, because of that, and again, I don't know what I'd call that rule, I suppose it's consistency, the consistency rule. Um, We'll give the win to the Midnights. The Dudleys uh, will go into the Constellations. They will take on poor Breezango, who don't have a chance. Uh, I would be very interested to see what the costume would be for Breezango, um, and they would move on. Our next matchup. This is an interesting one. I'm going to have to talk this one out. Uh, Kendrick and London. Another great team in an era of not-so-great teams taking on the two-man power trip. Now, you want to talk consistency. Brian Kendrick and Paul London were a team and were champions for um, a large number that I can't even recall, enough that they were brought up multiple times when I think New Day was trying to reach a certain milestone um, number of days as champion. You had Demolition in there, too, but Kendrick and London held the titles for a very long time. The two-man power trip I don't think existed. I could look it up. Should I look it up? I'll look it up. Let's see if I can quickly look this up. Um, Kendrick and London. The K on my Chromebook is sticking, so I looked up Endrick and London, which apparently is something that has its own YouTube channel. All right. Kendrick and London. They were the tag team champions for... Their 2006-2007 reign was the longest of the title's history until the New Day. That doesn't tell me how long they were champions. How long were Kendrick and London champions? Interesting to note, according to Wikipedia, that you know London and Kendrick never had a name. That was their name, the tag team of London and Kendrick. Apparently, they tried to get over as the hooligans, which would have been a really stupid uh, st- Stu- stupid, stupid, stu- stupid name. I didn't mean to stutter there. It was it's just that level of stu- stupid name. Uh, it doesn't say. but they they held the title for I'm mean, I think close to a year, if not the entire time. Let's see here. Is there just the word days? 145 days six. When did they win? Judgment Day, May 21st, 2006, and they lost. Did they lose in Deuce and Domino? Ugh. All right. They held it for almost a year, I'm pretty sure. The two-man power trip is going to be a long episode. Keep going on tangents. Um, they existed... WrestleMania X Seven. I'm getting close to watching that in my quest. I'm going very, very slow, but it's but it's where I'm going. Uh, So that was WrestleMania X Seven. Da 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 da. Austin was the winner. You weren't. So it was probably the Raw after WrestleMania. I'm assuming. Yep. So they got together on the Raw after WrestleMania in 2001. And oh haha ah, ha, ha. so I should have figured this. Um, Triple H got a knee injury. Triple H got a knee injury. And so it was, you know, maybe a couple of months, if not less, uh, before the quad injury um, that put Triple H on the shelf for the entire uh, invasion story. He was out that entire time. That's an interesting what if what if he had been part of it? Um So because of that, because of, again, consistency, length of, you know, time as a team does need to factor in. We might need to make that another rule. As good as uh, Austin and Triple H are, I think the right answer is Kendrick and London. I think that's the correct answer. Don't fail on me now, Purple Pen. Don't fail on me now, Purple Pen. There we go. Kendrick and London. Uh, so, the two man power trip will take on uh, the Legion of Doom. All right. So, Kendrick and London advance. Again, another tangent, but a good one. Worthwhile. Uh, this is one of the reasons why, you know, I'm wondering whether or not at some point I'll need to do a re ranking or reshuffling. Uh, we had the Midnight Expresses on page three. The Midnight Express, not Expresses. I don't think that's the proper pluralization. Page four is the Rock and Roll Express, uh, taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I did not mention the quality of competition for Kendrick in London versus the two-man power trip. And since I wrote it down, I might as well. Uh, Kendrick and London defeated Brody King and PCO and Rusev Day, Rusev and in English. Two-man power trip defeated Abyss and Matt Morgan and Breezango. So again... I think the quality of competition edge does go to Kendrick and London even more, furthering uh, my thought that they should win. Rock and Roll Express versus Kevin, Ow- Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Obviously, the Rock and Roll Express wins. I don't even think we need to, to delve too much into it. Uh, they have the edge in terms of quality of competition. They beat Well Done and Sanity. Owens and Zayn defeated the No Remorse Corps and Wild, Bill Wiles, and C.W. Anderson. Uh, they have a name. Owens and Zane were better as Steen and Generico. There's all sorts of reasons to indicate while why. Uh, excuse me. Wait a second. I Did I make a mistake? Hold on. Hold everything. Something just popped up that makes me wonder if I made a mistake. And you know how I feel about mistakes. Nope, never mind. I didn't. Um, I'll explain why in the next match. Uh, yeah, Rock and Roll Express wins. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time. The match would be good. Owens and Zayn would clearly beat the tar out of Ricky Morton. Um, maybe the finish would need to be better than a double drop kick, but they would come up with something. Next match, three-minute warning versus the Kings of Wrestling. Owen and Zayn are going to take on subculture, uh, Webster and Andrews. The reason I thought I made a mistake is because I remember distinctly writing down subculture and having to remember the name of that team um, when I was doing my work this morning. And so I was like, did they make it into the fight? Do I have them twice? No. The kings of wrestling, Chris Hero and Claudio Costagnoli, a.k.a. Cesaro, defeated the Rottweilers, who I can't remember. I think Ricky Romero's part of it. And subculture. Three-minute warning defeated the Skyscrapers and 3MB. So I would give the quality of competition edge slightly, slightly. Two three minute warning, Jamal and Rosie. Um, however, you know, oh, actually no. Let Let me go through. I'm going mean, hold on. Let me go through here. Uh, both have names. That's a push. Um, seen versus unseen. I don't think I've ever seen a Kings of Wrestling tag team match which is my own fault. I own that, but I haven't seen it. So the edge goes to three-minute warning. Uh, I can name all four people. That's a push. Uh, Quality of competition. I gave a slight edge to three-minute warning, technically. Uh, Historical context. You know, three-minute warning was great. Didn't last long. I think consistency wise, you probably give that edge to the Kings of Wrestling. Um, Yes, they were ECMO and Chemo, but as three minute warning in WWE with Eric Bischoff, didn't last long. Eventually, Jamal's gone. He's gone for a few years before he becomes Umaga. Rosie becomes a superhero. Um, You know, Claudio and Chris Hero, I believe, were a team for quite a while. I'm going to do a quick search. I believe they won a bunch of tag team titles. If that is the case, uh, then that probably does give them the edge. Because as much as I loved 3-Minute Warning, and it's great, and I can't wait to get to that um, era. Oh, maybe it was just Kings of Wrestling? Is that Kings of Pro Wrestling? Oh, it is Kings of Wrestling. You know what? I even wrote that down. It's been a weird day. Uh, Kings of Rain, Chris Hero, and Claudio Castagnoli. All right. One titles in Chikara, Two time CZW. One time Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Ugh. Uh, pro Wrestling Noah. Two time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Tag Team of the Year, according to Dave Meltzer, who no one cares about. Um, three minute warning WWE. That's a tag team. They won worst tag team of 2002, according to Dave Meltzer, who nobody cares about. If you wanted evidence why nobody cares about him, that's why. Uh, They did win some titles, but not the WWE one. So I think I will go with Kings of Wrestling here. Over three-minute warning. Perhaps the toughest matchup of uh, the day, maybe. Maybe it was Mustache Mountain and the Usos. We'll see. Um, Three-minute warning. We'll take on Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch. Goodness, we're only halfway done. Page five. Hopefully, it will go a little bit faster. Freebirds versus The Powers of Pain. We don't need to spend a lot of time on that. I love The Powers of Pain. Don't get me wrong. But uh, The Freebirds win that without question. Uh, even though... Eh, all right, you tell me. You tell me who's got the better of quality of competition. Uh, the Freebirds defeat Heidenreich and Animal. Meh. Mm. And then Lance Storm and William Regal. Ha, 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 ha. Powers of Pain defeat the 2010 Hardys. <laughs> Meh. Okay. Probably better than Heidenreich and Animal, no doubt. And then the Blackjacks, which are also good. But I don't think either of those teams are as good as Storm and Regal. Um, but, yes, They win. Powers of Pain will take on Bad Company. Speaking of Bad Company, this is uh, the matchup Jeremy was salivating over when I sent out the the list of the next round's matchups, hoping for hot tags that I didn't get. Did I mention I didn't get any hot tags? I didn't get any hot tags. Uh, the Fantastics, Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton. Yeah, that is right. Taking on the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. What an incredible match that would be. It would go 40, 45 minutes. Um the Fantastics defeated Team 3D, great, and 3Count. Mm, I love them, but no, nah, no. Nah. Rockers defeat Arn Anderson and Larry Zbysko, the Enforcers. Fantastic team. And then they defeat Bad Company, Tanaka and Diamond, also great team. And I'm giving the win to the Rockers. You know, somebody could make the case for the Fantastics, I suppose. They are good. I, when I watched them, they were good. But I'm giving the edge to the Rockers. Fantastics have the... Doesn't get any easier because they are taking on Storm and Regal. And you know how I feel about both those guys. Both those guys. Both those guys. Uh, this one again. I love Lorcan and Birch, Love them as baby faces. Love them as heels. Uh, but they're taking on the Road Warriors. And y- sorry. Sorry. Uh, even though... Lorcan and Burch would get the edge in quality of competition. They beat the Heavenly Bodies and Team Canada. Road Warriors, being a number one seed, had to take on Lenny and Lodi, and then Dynasty, MJF and Richard Holiday. Uh, But yeah, the Road Warriors win, no question. Lorcan and Burch take on the Viking Raiders. Uh, A great match here. The Blue Bloods, uh, Eaton and... Regal, Regal's nope. Regal's not. So far, this is Eaton's second time in the third round. Is he the only one? Hold on. Gonna just look here. So far, (whistles) Midnight Express, the boys in London. I'm looking to see if anyone else showed up twice so far. I don't believe so. Freebirds, no, no. Yeah, I think right now, Bobby Eaton, obviously, obviously, Bobby Eaton is going to be in the. Top 128, at least twice. Uh, Taking on the Briscoe brothers. This is not Jay and Mark from Ring of Honor. This is Jack and Jerry. Great match. Fantastic match. The wrestling in this match would be outstanding. The Blue Bloods get the edge, I would say, in terms of quality of competition. They beat the Minnesota Stretching Crew. That's early Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin. And then the Viking Raiders. Briscoes beat LAX. Homicide and Hernandez, that's a great competition, but then they beat the Forgotten Sons, whose names are, you know where the gimmick is going, the joke is, I don't remember. Uh, I'm giving the win to the Blue Bloods, because when you can vote for William Regal, you vote for William Regal. We'll get Briscoes versus LAX in a rematch, Uh, and again, if we keep this, Road Warriors versus Blue Bloods. We'll see how, how much I can continue my if you can vote for Regal, vote for Regal thing. Minnesota Wrecking Crew, not the Stretching Crew, the Wrecking Crew, the Andersons, Ole and Arn, taking on the Jurassic Powers, Hercules and Scott Norton, would be a fantastic match, I think. Great clash of styles. Minnesota Wrecking Crew wins. Obviously, I don't think we need to go into it for that big of time, even though I would say the quality of competition maybe favors the Jurassic Powers. They beat Haas and Holly. They beat Legato de Fantasma. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew got to squash the Bravado Brothers and then take on Lethal Consequences, Jay Lethal and an early, early Xavier Woods, which is great, but that doesn't really matter. Minnesota Wrecking Crew wins. This matchup, oh, this one might be even better than the Fantastics versus the Rockers, if I'm being honest. The Dirty Dogs, the Dirty Dogs, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, taking on Column the Addiction, Column SCU, Column whatever you want, Daniels and Kazarian. Oh, Ziegler and Rude and Daniels and Kazarian. I will just lay back and bask, bask in the greatness. Um, we do need to go to the quality of competition for this one because technically I have no name written down for Daniels and Kazarian because they had multiple. But I still consider that a a push because they did have names. I've seen them both. Uh, I can name everybody. Historical context probably goes to Daniels and Kazarian. Um, I don't think the Dirty Dogs have any great historical context yet. Maybe they will. Uh, But Dirty Dogs defeat Gunner and Lance, uh, not Lance Storm, James Storm. And then The Ascension. Daniels and Gazarian defeats Brad and Brian Armstrong and the Unholy Alliance. The edge there, I think, goes to the Dirty Dogs. So, this again, gotta go with my gut. And very similar to my rule about the Blue Bloods if you can vote for Daniels, you vote for Daniels. So, Dirty Dogs, I just love saying it, they go into the consolations to take on. Uh, Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler. Probably another great match. Last one, friends. We're winding down. The, oh! <laughs> bolt everything down to the ground. Because whatever is not bolted is going to be used as a weapon. The Wild Samoans. afa Sika. Wild Samoans. Taking on Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan. Don't even bother setting up the ring. They're never going to use it. They'll be at the concession stand. They'll be in the bleachers. They'll be, Dusty Rhodes, probably one of my favorite bits of commentary, and a woman's locker room. That's a terrible Dusty Rhodes impression, and I don't care. The joy in his voice. I I should go watch it, because it just makes me so happy. I think it's Kevin Sullivan, Brian Pillman. Maybe it's Benoit Sullivan. Either way, Dusty loses his mind. Uh, This match would be, incredible Uh, Samoans get the edge because they're named um seen versus unseen I've seen them both historical context probably also goes to the wild Samoans let's be honest um I can name them all quality of competition really doesn't matter the wild Samoans are gonna win but just to because I wrote it down Samoans actually the edge goes to Cactus and Sullivan here the Samoans defeated Cheeseburger and Will Ferrara. And Tony, no, yes, Tony Mon, not Tony Guido. Tony Mama Luke and Little Guido. Decent team. Good team, in fact. Cactus and Sullivan defeat AJ Styles and Kurt Angle. I still don't know why they're a team. Eventually, I'll watch TNA and figure it out. And then the bad breed of the Rotten Brothers. Just another match that would go all over the place. Despite the fact that... Uh, Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan get the quality of competition win. The Wild Samoans win this. Cactus and Sullivan go into the constellations where they will continue to brawl, this time with the Acolytes. Our final matchup of the day. I'm glad we only did eight pages. I contemplated 16. We'd have never finished. The Body Donnas versus War Machine. Now, before you would just go, oh, come on, just give the win to the war machine and move on. Let's pause a minute. Named versus unnamed. It's a push. Seen versus unseen. It's a push. Can I name everyone? Yes. Which leaves us to quality of competition and historical context. Let's start with historical context. Uh You can make the argument, in fact, I'm about to, that without the body donnas, you don't get Sonny. Sonny doesn't take over the world if she doesn't become a body donna first. That's her entree into mainstream wrestling. She was a Smoky Mountain college student. Then she becomes that. Now you can make the case that maybe the world's a better place if Sonny doesn't go into professional wrestling. I can't make that case being a teenager during those years, but I can understand how one could make the case that that might be the issue. However, professional la- the landscape of professional wrestling changes completely if the body dynasts don't exist. You can't say that about War Machine. War Machine's good. Don't get me wrong. Love them in Ring of Honor. Love them in New Japan. But you can't make the argument that the landscape of professional wrestling changes because of War Machine. So I give the historical advantage to the Body Donnas. Now let's look at quality of competition. I honestly have forgotten who they beat. Body Donnas defeated Kane and Rob Van Dam. And then they defeated Booker T and Rob Van Dam. In one of those weird twists of fate, RVD was in the same bracket twice. They beat both of those teams. Neither team named, but both teams are former champions. War Machine defeats The Miz and Damian Mizdow and Jin and O'Hare. You tell me which two teams are better. If you'd rather, if you're going to pick two teams to watch, Would you rather watch Kane in RVD and Booker T in RVD? Or would you rather watch Miz and Mizdow and Jindrak and O'Hare? If you're a fan of WrestleSilly, you're going to go with Miz and Mizdow. If you're a fan of Potential, you're going to go with Jindrak and O'Hare. But the casual fan is going to pick the RVD teams. So you could make the argument that the body donnas win the quality of competition battle too which means if we take all of these things into account, the body donuts have two wins, technically War Machine have zero. Now, having said all of that, War Machine's the right answer. Um, Because the counter to my historical context argument, which is a good one, by the way, is that... um, This is not a historical context, best valet, Sonny takes over the internet competition. This is a tag team wrestling competition. Chris Candido's great. Dr. Tom Pritchard is great. But um, War Machine is the better team. And what's the better matchup? War Machine versus the Wild Samoans, without question. Body Donnas go into the constellations where they will have a rematch. With Kane and Rob Van Dam. Friends, uh, you know, I, I go into these podcasts. I love podcasting for a variety of reasons. Um, and I've talked about this before, and I'm going to continue to talk about it because I think it's important. Um, I, I love podcasting for a variety of reasons. I had a great time on the Doc Pop Job show uh, yesterday. It was wonderful to sit, to be able to look at Doc, to be able to look at Jeremy, look at Glenn. It was wonderful. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it. I was pretty funny, if I say so myself. Um, but I love podcasting because I can come into this room and sit in this chair in just about any sort of mood. And by the time I'm done, I'm in a better mood than when i started i was not in a terrible mood today um was i a little very minutely tiny teeny one percent discouraged about the hot tags yes though you saved me a bunch of editing um was i uh tired yes was i sick of dealing with uh covid being a teacher yes um Was I stressed? Yes. Do I feel any of those things right now? Not nearly as much. I'm still tired. But being able to sit here for going on now 45 minutes, go on tangents, let my brain just sort of, you know, kind of widen and just jump wherever it needs to jump. Talk about... Something as silly and yet as important as tag team wrestling. um, Knowing that you're going to be listening and hopefully enjoying the show. It just does, does me a whole lot of good. I have not had a glass of milk in probably 20 years, if not longer. Podcasting does my body good. I bet if you took my vitals, blood pressure, pulse rate, all of that. If you took my vitals... Before I started recording, and then you took my vitals right after. I am a much healthier person after I podcast. And I want you to know, even if I spent multiple times during this episode making you feel bad because you didn't send me the thing you said you were going to send me, let's be honest. Um, I'm incredibly grateful. That you take the time to listen to these shows and participate and, you know, give me an outlet for this nerdy, nerdy thing I've been doing for even longer than it's been since I've had a glass of milk. My name is DC Matthews at The DC Matthews. We have 24 more pages of the third round to go. Uh, Quality teams up and down. Can't wait to share them with you. And I will see you. The next time we celebrate the joy of booking.